98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Tamu Chung says former Chief Secretary John Lee's team is confident he'll get the 500 nominations necessary for his bid to become the next Chief Executive. Current Chief Executive Carrie Lam urges people to take part in the voluntary COVID self-testing exercise. And Education Secretary Kevin Young says pupils returning to school on April the 19th will be asked to take regular rapid COVID tests. Former Chief Secretary John Lee will hold a press conference this afternoon to formally announce his bid to run in the chief executive election. The event will be held online. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the nation's top legislative body, Tam Yu Chung, is helping with Mr Lee's campaign. Speaking on a radio show, Mr Tam said the former minister and his team were listening to different views to prepare his platform. He says the team hopes to, and is confident they can, get one-third of the election committee members to nominate Mr Lee. I found out that many of my fans have sent a message for me to support Mr Lee. Many of them, they feel that Mr Lee is a public person as the chief executive. So I'm confident about that. Asked if John Lee can really reach the public if his campaign activities will mostly be held online, Mr Tam says the former minister is being especially careful as he was in charge of infection control work before. Actually, he wanted to contact with the people, but we got a pandemic problem, so we needed to avoid the pandemic and then make the election year safe to the public. He don't want to breach the law, and so we will choose the internet to do the press con. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has revealed that there's been a slight jump in the number of new COVID cases identified through self-testing compared with the day before, which she said shows that doing, doing home tests does have its benefits. But she said people should not be too worried about the increases. We should be very happy with a figure which is not very high as a result of a daily RAT test, which means that the government will have plenty of capacity to take care of these newly infected cases either in uh, transporting them to the CIF, the Community Isolation Facility, or through ITB to distribute the uh, service bags to them and arrange uh, online medical consultation and so on. Mrs Lam again urged people to test themselves at home with the rapid antigen test kits provided to them by the government. But she admitted it's impossible to make sure everyone takes part in the voluntary COVID self-test exercise. Even if it is mandatory, just like the restriction testing declaration that we are still doing every day in individual buildings, there are still non-compliance cases uh, ranging from uh, 1% to 3%. So this is um, the Hong Kong society. Uh, people uh, treasure a lot their freedom uh, to do uh, one thing or to do another thing. Uh, but the government will never give up. We will continue to encourage, to persuade and make it easy for people to participate. She also said she will no longer hold daily COVID press briefings when the number of new cases drops to three digits. Mrs Lam says she's disappointed and worried by the slow vaccination rate among children aged between 3 and 11, especially as schools are about to resume face-to-face classes later this month. She noted that so far only 62% of kids have received their first jab, as she again made an appeal to parents. Although some said that the Omicron variant is mild, it could hit the child very, very seriously without vaccination. So I hope that we will all encourage and promote and urge uh, the parents to get their kids uh, vaccinated as early as possible. 
Education Secretary Kevin Young says the government is planning to ask pupils to do frequent rapid COVID tests when they return to school for face-to-face classes starting from the 19th of this month. Mr Young says officials will decide how frequent the tests have to be done and the threshold of infections that would trigger class suspensions after discussions with health authorities. Dr Mike Kwan from the University of Hong Kong's medical school says testing is a good idea. It's a concern of a rebound of the infection, especially we are looking at there may be a sixth wave of infection after the school resumption because at this moment the vaccination rate for the age 3 to 11 only up to 61%. Maybe uh, for those unvaccinated students, we might need to restrict their activity within the school and for those vaccinated classmates, they may have a more liberal activity within the school environments. And now to the weather forecast. It'll be fine and dry and hot this afternoon with moderate easterly winds. The outlook, mainly fine in the next few days. The current temperature is 27 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 47%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Western officials say a Russian general with extensive experience in Syria has been put in charge of Moscow's operations in Ukraine. General Alexander Dvornikov, the southern military district commander in Ukraine, has been given the job of improving coordination between Russia's forces. Western officials expect new offensives in the south and east of Ukraine sooner rather than later. Russia is accused of carrying out a missile attack yesterday on a crowded station in the east of Ukraine in which more than 50 people were killed. U.S. President Joe Biden described it as an horrific atrocity. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki also condemned the attack. This is yet another horrific atrocity committed by Russia, striking civilians who are trying to evacuate and reach safety. Where we are now is we're going to support efforts to investigate this attack as we document Russia's actions, hold them accountable. We will continue to surge security assistance and weapons deliveries to help Ukraine defend their country. The Russian Defense Ministry has denied any involvement in the strike on Kramatorsk station, blaming the attack on the Ukrainian military. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan has said that he's, if he's ousted from power, he will not accept an imported government. He was speaking ahead of a no-confidence vote in Parliament today, which is expected to lose. Mr Khan insists he's the victim of a conspiracy orchestrated by the United States. From Islamabad, here's the BBC's Sekunder Kamani. Imran Khan doubled down on his claims that he's the victim of an attempt at regime change because he's drawn closer to Russia and criticised US actions in Afghanistan. The allegation is based on a diplomatic cable sent by the Pakistani ambassador to Washington last month in which an American official reportedly said if Imran Khan survives a vote of no confidence in parliament, the country will face difficult consequences. Both the US and his political opponents have dismissed the idea of any conspiracy. Britain's Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, has faced criticism after it emerged he had a US green card until October last year. Earlier, his wealthy wife agreed to pay tax on her overseas income after it was revealed she'd chosen to be non-domiciled in Britain. The BBC's Rajib Sandeh has this report. For more than a year and a half as Chancellor, Rishi Sunak had a green card for the US. It gave him permanent residency in America. It also meant he had to pay tax to the US Treasury while he was running the UK Treasury. The revelation plus the tax arrangements of his wife, Akshata Murthy, have caused a political problem for the Chancellor. And despite her volunteering to pay more tax in the UK, opposition parties aren't satisfied. It's an unhelpful time for the Chancellor's finances and personal wealth to be in the spotlight at a time when many families are struggling to keep up with rising prices. 
Saudi Arabia says it will allow up to one million people to join this year's Hajj pilgrimage in July after two years of tight Covid restrictions. State media quoted the authorities as saying pilgrims to Mecca must be under the age of 65 and fully vaccinated against Covid-19. Last year, just 60,000 Saudi residents were allowed to take part. To sport, and with a preview of some of the big games to look forward to in the English Premier League, here's the BBC's John Bennett. One match is dominating the agenda in the Premier League this weekend. The top two meet in Manchester in one of the most eagerly anticipated fixtures for many years. Second place Liverpool were 14 points behind leaders Manchester City at one stage this season. But now the gap is down to just one point. And even though both sides will have seven games left to play after this meeting, it feels like a defining moment in the title race. The form of the two teams has been astonishing. Liverpool have taken 31 points from their last 36 available. City have won 17 of their last 20 Premier League games. They also both won confidence-boosting games in the Champions League in midweek. When they met earlier this season, it finished 2-2 after a late Kevin De Bruyne equaliser. Let's hope for another thrilling occasion on Sunday. Elsewhere, in the race to avoid relegation, Watford surely have to win against Leeds to drag their opponents back into danger. Everton need to recover from a bruising defeat to Burnley when they play Manchester United at home. And Burnley are looking for back-to-back wins when they take on bottom-of-the-table Norwich City. They'll be big favourites. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Tam Yu Chung says former Chief Secretary John Lee's team is confident he'll get the 500 nominations necessary for his bid to become the next Chief Executive. Current Chief Executive Carrie Lam urges people to take part in the voluntary COVID self-testing exercise. And Education Secretary Kevin Young says pupils returning to school on April the 19th will be asked to take regular rapid COVID tests. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. Before doing a COVID-19 rapid antigen test, read the user guide carefully and follow each step as instructed. First, prepare a clean surface and wash your hands. For a nasal swab, insert the swab into your nostrils and rub it against the walls of each nostril several times as instructed. Submerge the swab tip fully into the buffer solution and stir. Squeeze droplets of the solution slowly into the well of the test device afterwards. Wait for the time specified in the user guide and read the result. Results taken beyond the time limit will be invalid. When finished, dispose of all parts of the test kit properly. If only the C-line is present, the test result is negative. If both the C-line and the T-line are present, the test result is positive. In which case, you have to take a photo of the result and report it within 24 hours via the declaration system of the Department of Health. Do the test often by yourself. It helps you detect any infection and receive treatment as soon as possible to protect yourself and others around you. Do the test. Protect yourself and others. RTHK Radio 3. And kicking off the summer anthems, the summer rock, because it's soon approaching. Melbourne Dave sent in a request to get us kicked off. Here's ACDC Shot in the Dark with me, classic Michael Lance, right here on Radio 3.
We ain't messing around now. Melbourne Dave, hitting it hard. Little shot in the dark, ACDC. Let's go to 1967. Here's Cream, Sunshine of Your Love. It's getting 